This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Beltway Ag leaders head to Montana. U.S. negotiators prepared to head back to China for beef talks. Bill introduced to improve railroad freight service. And Japan begins a year-long process of reviewing biotech food labeling. Lawmakers have left Washington for the Memorial Day recess, and this week, Great Falls, Montana, is where you'll find some of the most influential farm policy leaders. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue, Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts, and J. Christopher Giancarlo, Acting Chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, will be joining Senator Steve Deans at the 2017 Montana Ag Summit. It's being held today and tomorrow at the Republicans' home state. Quoting Danes, I'm excited to host Secretary Purdue in Montana for the Montana Ag Summit. This will be a great opportunity for Secretary Purdue to see Montana's number one economic driver firsthand and talk with our hardworking farmers and ranchers. Nothing replaces seeing our state and hearing what's on the minds of Montanans. U.S. negotiators prepare to head back to China for beef talks. As Danes hosts the summit, U.S. government negotiators are preparing to head back to China for what is scheduled to be the last round of technical discussions between the two countries before China lifts its 13-year ban on U.S. beef. The talks are scheduled to begin Monday, June 5th. Sources tell AgriPulse that the talks will focus on two main areas. One is the Beef Export Verification Program, that BEV, It will be run by USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service. Negotiators will be pouring over the details of the BEV program. It's designed to allow U.S. ranchers to sign up for the bookend type of traceability system that the Chinese have agreed to, as reported previously by AgriPulse. The second main topic will be setting up a system for the Chinese to test beef imports for residues of hormones and for ractopamine. China has a zero tolerance for the chemicals. U.S. Commerce Department announced earlier this month that the 13-year Chinese ban on U.S. beef would be lifted by July 16th. Bill introduced to improve railroad freight service. Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin responded to frustrations of railroad freight users as reintroduced a bill to improve shipping conditions for those who use the system. The Rail Shipper Fairness Act would give the Surface Transportation Board more authority to force railroads to live up to their shipping contracts, prevent railroads from overcharging for fuel costs, and implement competitive switching rules. The rules would allow shippers at certain terminals access to competing railroads if there is an interchange nearby. The bill's proposals have the strong support of the Rail Customer Coalition, which represents a broad cross-section of manufacturing, agricultural, and energy industries with operations and employees throughout the United States. That according to Cal Dooley, president of the American Chemistry Council. We greatly appreciate Senator Baldwin's commitment to addressing problems plaguing small and large businesses that depend on railroads to deliver reliable and affordable service. And we urge all members of Congress to help keep the Surface Transportation Board reform on track. Japan begins year-long process of reviewing biotech food labeling. The Japanese government has begun the lengthy process of reviewing what food needs to be labeled as genetically modified, the results of which could impact U.S. exports to that country. Japan is a major importer of U.S. corn, soybeans, dairy, and meat. 
Japan's Consumer Affairs Agency, established the new review committee for GE labeling system to determine whether the current system provides sufficient information to satisfy a consumer's opportunity to choose. That according to a report released by the USDA Foreign Agriculture Service. That should raise a red flag for the U.S. soybean industry. Japan buys about a billion dollars worth of soybeans every year, and much of that is used by domestic crushers to make soybean oil for industrial applications like food processing, baking, and frying. None of that soybean oil or the food it goes into has to be labeled as genetically modified, even though the oil is made with genetically modified soybeans. The possibility of change is already having Japanese crushers on edge. Non-GM soybeans are a lot more expensive, but industry sources say some Japanese producers are already starting to talk about the possibility of sourcing them for their oil. And the Japanese can't look to the U.S. government to lead the way. Former President Barack Obama signed into law the National Disclosure Standard for Bioengineered Foods Law in July last year. But the USDA is still likely years away from enacting it. One of the questions left unanswered in the legislation, whether or not highly processed products like soybean oil, sugar, or high fructose corn syrup will be considered to be genetically modified if they're made from GM plants. Herbal coffee recall for danger from prescription drugs. The company Caberflow advertises its coffee as containing natural aphrodisiacs for men. But the FDA confirmed the presence of two drugs that are used to treat erectile dysfunction. The company is recalling the product after the report of one death after a consumer drank the coffee. The FDA said the two undeclared drugs in the coffee can lower blood pressure to dangerous levels as well as interact with prescription drugs taken by consumers. The coffee may also contain undeclared milk, that according to the recall. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson, and Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.